0: love talk radio
1: everyone, and welcome in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. We're so excited about today. We are finishing up our series that we started about three weeks ago on righteousness, Refining and today will be representation. Michael is so awesome. I have truly, truly, truly um been filled with a lot of wisdom from listening to the show and listening to Michael as we did the show live. It's always available in the archives. Michael is on the phone with us, so everybody welcome Michael Farmer to the show.
0: Hi well, Michael. Good Tuesday. Happy Tuesday morning to you.
1: Happy Tuesday morning to you.
0: And also to everyone in Blog Talk Radio land, I
1: didn't get a chance
0: to. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to hear the introduction on the Blog Talk Radio. It kind of sets. It kind of gets me. Gets me primed for the show. So I didn't get a chance to hear this.
1: Yeah, you missed it just a little, but um, of course, you know, it was there, so um, just say block, talk radio, you know how you like to mimic what they say, but we're excited, we know we're finishing up this series, a lot of amazing things have happened through the week, Um, I just wanted to make a couple of announcements that, um, because God is so good, I'm telling you, and it all starts with believing and receiving and being faithful and understanding who you are. And it is a process. It is a process. As Michael asked us a few weeks ago, do you really know who you are? And I have been uh, spending a lot of quiet time asking myself that question. So, um, But we'll talk about that later. I want to tell everybody that's listening that starting on – October 10th, my show, the Loretta McNary TV show, will be airing in Nashville, Tennessee, on News Channel 5+. Um, and if you got cable and direct and all that, you hear my grandson, um, you can find the show on there as well. Also, here also on the CW30, you can catch Loretta McNary's show TV show at on Fridays at 2 a.m. Yeah, you got to get up or catch the DVR and you can find Michael, I'm going to turn it over to you. while Kylan is trying to steal the show again?
0: <laughs> well, as as you said before, we this is the finishing touches on the series. Back to the basics to three R's, which of course is not reading, writing, arithmetic. That's for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the elementary portion, my dear. But this time we're talking about something that's going to grow you up and make you mature in the things of God. And, of course, that is righteousness, refining or refinement, if you want to make it a noun, and also representation. And that's what we're going to talk about today is representing who it is went. is one of my old favorite for me <laughs> to say. <laughs> you, know, you know, who you represent, though? Who who are you demonstrating? What is your conduct? Uh, are you a faithful representative of the Lord Jesus Christ And are you a faithful ambassador to the kingdom of God And that's what we're going to be dealing with on today And of course, the two things that we've talked about helps you become a better representative, a representative Of course, and as always, righteousness is one of the things That God always wants us to, to represent concerning him Righteousness. I mean it's, nice. it's, it's one of the things that he he told us that we that what we should be seeking first in the kingdom. So if, if that's the priority of uh what we should be seeking in the kingdom, then let's me know it's very important to him. Then of course, you know, it's um the the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, that's me it's not not natural things, but it's righteousness. Once again, there was a word righteousness, rights, and the rights in this peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we know that the Holy Ghost is a very important person in the kingdom of God. And that's what I like, I like to deal with kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. We, As Christians, we live in this spiritual, we live in a spiritual kingdom. We have dual citizenship as Christians. We, of course, have our natural citizenship wherever country that you're living in. And also you have your spiritual citizenship, which is of the kingdom of God and also of the kingdom of heaven. So that's what we're going to conclude on today with is talking about uh, the representation side. But before we do that, let's, let's kind of review, you know, some highlights that we've talked about in the past couple of weeks. And, of course, on the righteousness side, we just mentioned one of the support scriptures for that, which is Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Some people uh, normally leave that, that phrase out. They say, well, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you." No, you seek first the kingdom of God and a conjunction is his, and His righteousness.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: and all the and the things that you have need of to get you through the natural side of life. He said, "He'll just add those to you." So that's what that deals with, and then of course we talked about. Uh, well, well, what what? let out to you. I got a, of course you know, I got a long laundry list of things, but I want to know what, what stood out to you in the righteousness part of it.
1: That um, I used to think you just had to, you know, it was given by works. You know, I, I'm one of those people who, even as a child, I thought if I did good, if I I could earn my parents' love. Not that that was an automatic given thing. I thought I had to earn it. You know, and I okay. thought if I got in trouble that, you know, they didn't love me anymore. So I, I handled my relationship with with Jesus and God, you know, the same way oh. that I had to be super, super good if I wanted to have some kind of righteousness. I had to be in that way, you know, because if you got to be good like that or in your head just super, super good like, like I was thinking as a kid, but you don't need. You know, you know, it's like I didn't need Jesus. I didn't need his grace. I didn't need his mercy because I'm going to be super, super good. I'm not going to do anything wrong. I'm just going to earn his love. It's going to be earned. But righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. And so I yeah. that, and I've heard it before, but it just really um, became ingrained in my heart and my soul when you said it. You know, Jesus makes us righteous. Because of him, we're righteous.
0: That's right. Well, do that so that's good. So that's what's good out. And 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 I still want to just really just just implore the ones who are listening today that you go back two weeks to archives two weeks ago and listen to the one, full Loretta's talking about. Because I I and it it was a blessing to me. Like this. she she truly buried her soul during that time,
1: and it <laughs> it, it,
0: it 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 taught me some things. Just basically with with what she was talking about and what she was going through, it 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 helped me it helped define and also refine some things. What she was talking about, especially talking about the, you know, the thing doing with the, uh, the term melancholy and
1: Oh yeah. At the end yeah. you know and, cool.
0: and, 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 and and at the end of being melancholy, you know, God's holiness is still there and that man, that <laughs> was I, I think I, I I think he allowed her to go through that so a lot of people could identify and experience that. Because I think what you just mentioned, a lot of people think the same way, Loretta. Oh,
1: it's yeah. That, oh, you know, yeah.
0: that righteousness has to be earned. Uh, no, if righteousness has to be received and then has to be walked in. That's that's the simplicity Woo. of it. And, yeah. and as I say in in time and time and time again, it is the simple things of the kingdom of God that trip most people up. I used uh-huh. to call it there's a song that was years ago and I heard and say, you know, we you know, you know, we we live in a back a backwards kingdom. And I was when I thought about that one day and I was really singing it, and I said, God the kingdom is not backwards, the world is backwards. <laughs> so the kingdom is going <laughs> in the right direction. Because because in the kingdom you have to live. I mean you have to die in order to live.
1: Ooh. You have to give
0: up in order to gain.
1: Mm. You know, we
0: you know, we, we consider that backwards. When it's not no, that's the natural order of things. The world's way say no, you gotta you gotta you 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 gotta give it up to get it. Yeah, you and gotta more, it
1: before and, you more die. and more yeah. and more yeah. and more.
0: Yeah. And you know, you you ain't got time to die, you gotta think about how long you are gonna live. And and Jesus emphatically says if you try to if you try to save your life you're mm-hmm. gonna lose it. And, if you, try, and uh-huh. if you lose his life for his sake, he said, you're going to gain it. You're going to gain more of it. So that's what that's what the kingdom is all about. Is, is as the Bible says that he uses the, the foolish things to confound our wisdom. And uh-huh. God has to do that. And sometimes it's the simple things that God used to trip up. And that's what the simple things is what tripped up the Pharisees even in Jesus' day. Well, there's enough other righteousness. So here's a lot more. I just, you know, encourage you to really go back and listen to it. Is I, I think this is going to be one of my, what I call one of my hallmark series. That I think I'm gonna have to you know, resort to quite a bit. I think this is one of them. <laughs> and of course, we, on last week we talked about being refined, and you know, God's way is that we're that we're refined by His Word and also by His Holy Spirit, which is His perfect will. And of course, we also talked about, you know, his good and his acceptable will, his permissible will. That if you want to be refined by affliction and tribulation, then that's good with him too. So I would, I would rather choose choose the uh, the former, and not the latter. <laughs> but, but, but of course, but of course, the latter is the most convenient teacher. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher, you know. We Another backward thing that we say that you know ex- experience is the best teacher, no in the kingdom, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher, absolutely we just allow we just allow the experiences of life to we'd rather choose that because that's the thing that gets that gets our attention, but the thing that gets his attention is obedience. So those are the two, those are two things, and I and, and time would just even fail me to go back and even think of. A lot of things that we talked about is not even in my notes. So, <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, it was deep. Yeah. We covered so a lot of ground, of yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We we covered a lot of ground in the past two weeks, and I, I literally had to go back and listen to it myself and write down some notes, add the things that were revealed while I was talking and add those to the notes I have today. Well, without further delay, let's talk about representation. And of course, we're going to, let's find, let give you a good foundation scripture for that. And that's going to be over in, go to Second Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I think I'm going to have to find it while Loretta's doing granny duty.
1: I am, yeah. It's fall break, and I just, you know, he's here. Kylan Chandler McNary, he, he will fill a show in a minute. <laughs> but he's getting ready to go to sleep now, so we're good. So I'll be able to really participate a little more. But, Michael, you are more than um, capable of doing this thing with me. Uh, cause oh, yeah. Gonna well, do I I'm
0: going to read this from, from the NIV. The NIV is one of my, lately it's been one of my go-to just reading English versions. And this this whole thing starts this whole chapter starts with a familiar scripture that is read during funerals. And a lot of people think some scriptures in the Bible just intended for funerals. No, we just use them for funerals. But
1: the one in,
0: uh first second Corinthians five and one says, Well, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. And it says, meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed and stay with our heavenly dwelling. Well, most people don't know that the end of your salvation is that you have a body that God has designed just for you, and we call a glorified body. That's the thing that that we groan within ourselves. To be clothed with, and you hit those times of frustration, and you just feel this deep groan on the inside of you. That's your that's your that's your that's your new house groaning, I mean, calling on you. Your old house is groaning, but the new house is calling out to you, and I'm ready to be delivered. And Bible, and the Bible even tells us that creation itself groans. In expectation for the manifestations of the sons of God, and of course we know the sons of God are those who are layered by His Spirit. and That's what we talked about during the righteousness section of it, when we were dealing with that that eternal question: Do you really know who you are? So, that, so I'm not going to deal with that part of but it. Was but that's what so and so still thinking in that same vein. Paul is talking of, of course, to the church heads, from in the letter to the church at Corinth, and he's addressing some issues, and he's, he's beginning this particular issue with that, you know, not you know, not to give up, to stay in there, and stay in the fight, even though, even though things may seem difficult, though it may seem like things are being delayed, and it takes, it's taking a while for the promises of God to manifest in your life. He said just Hang in there. So verse 6 says that, Therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. And most people don't realize that as long as we are in these natural bodies, we here in the earth, we know that we're we, we are not there. Physically. Spiritually, we're already there with the Lord. But at one point, at some point, hopefully in the near future, we're going to be there beholding him face-to-face. And that's where mm-hmm. this verse 7 says, for we live by faith and not by sight. King James says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm just going to keep reading because I, I wanted, it, it, it's on a climax and what I want to cover on today. Okay. And it says, so we make it our goal to please him, for whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So during during this during time during the at the judgment seat of Christ, you will be judged for whether it was something you good or bad. Look at verse eleven, that's where this whole discussion about the representation is going to start. And it actually ends up down in verse twenty. It says, since then we know that, I'm sorry, since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. but we are as plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but I've given you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. very powerful statement. So he says in, the, in this last verse, these couple of verses here, says that the, the love of God compelled, was compelling him. Oh what was the thing that was driving, was the driving force behind what Paul was doing. He said, Christ's love is the thing that is driving me. He said because he was convinced that one die for all, and in one dying for all, all of us have died. You to do you you can can you grasp that concept? That See, that's, call, is,
1: that's exactly what I'm going over over in my mind, um, because he died for all, all died. Yes. Wow. It's deep.
0: All have died. And then fifteen says and he died for all and there's a reason that he died for all. He said that those who live should no longer live for themselves, and that's what this whole representation thing is going to get ready to talk about. He said, but for him who died, no i'm sorry we we should no longer live for that we should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again and remember if if he died. We died. If he was raised again, guess what? We were, we're raised, raised again.
1: Mm-hmm. We're raised
0: again. So because we are raised again, he said, because we have died, what other choice do you have but to live for him? It's his mm-hmm. love it should be that driving thing, that thing that constrains you, as the King James says. and NIV says compels, and compels is a powerful word. I mean, that you're doing something out of compulsion. That's where the word compulsion comes from. It's a result of being compelled. Look at verse 16. He says, so from now on, I mean, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Now, you know it it takes the Spirit of God to help you to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He says, so we
0: once regarded Christ in this way. He said, though we once to guard Christ in this way, we do we do so no longer. So that at some point, you got to think, they literally knew the new Christ in the flesh, He said, but we don't know him that way anymore. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And it's an exclamation point. He said, the old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself in Christ, and gave us the ministry. I think the King James says gave us the word of reconciliation. That Christ, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, and how and how was He doing that? Or rather, it's in the next in the next phrase, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Well, there it is. That's right. He probably, in 18, he said what that was correct. He had given us the ministry of, concili- ministry of reconciliation. In 19, he said, now he has committed. And what committed means that he has put on the inside of us
1: mm-hmm.
0: the message or the word of reconciliation. And I read all of that. To get down to this verse or rather,
1: It says <laughs> we are
0: therefore Christ ambassadors. And the word ambassador means that we are his representatives. representatives. We, are his, we are his authorized representatives. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse twenty one. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So then, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And of course, it this whole thing ended with the phrase that Christ became sin. He became sin for who? For us. For he didn't do that yeah. for himself. He did mm-hmm. that for us. Why? That we might become righteousness of God. So if you believe that Christ died, became sin, died for your sins, then we should from this point forward live a life of righteousness and not a life of sin. Why? Because if you dead for something, you you if, if you're dead for something you can no longer live in it.
1: Right, it means nothing to you because you'll hear me, you know, when I get angry at somebody or they're um, getting over a person, this is just kind of an analogy, then, you know, they're like, you're dead to me. That means I'm oh, through yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You mean I'm nothing praying. to me. I never want to see you again. I'm nothing. never going back there. Yeah.
0: Nothing. You are, and, and and that's a perfect analogy because people use that phrase all the time. You, look, look. don't call me no more. You, you are dead to me. In other words, yeah. all that you did in the past, all the things that you, all the good that you did in the past, guess what? It, it no longer matters. So on the flip side of the coin, all the all the evil or all the sin that we've done in the past, it no longer matters. Why? Because if we if if we receive Jesus as the atonement for that sin, then it was in and 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 I and I, and, and I like to use the, the first John version <laughs> the first John version of you of this. It is impossible for you to say it. And I and I know that's a very controversial statement, but I'm a firm believer in the word. I don't I don't pick and choose in the Bible of what I choose to believe. Mhm. Wow. The Bible says, the Bible tells us in First John, I think it's over in First uh, John, right, between chapters 2 and 4 says that if Christ's seed is on the inside of us, and of course that seed is, is the Holy Spirit, he said it is impossible for you to sin. And I'm not going to talk, we've, we've talked about this in times past, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. down that road, I'm going to have to do it next week since I don't open the can. So... <laughs> <laughs> I may have to deal with it, but we're not gonna deal with it right now, but we're talking about being representative, and a faithful representative is one who's going is who is going to represent not only the kingdom but he also represents the king of the kingdom Ooh. and 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 when so we represent him, we represent his character, we represent everything that he stands for just like well, we, we we represent his government, his governing abilities. And, he, and the Bible tells us that he rules all things in what? Righteousness. So righteousness is the thing that he uses to rule his kingdom. We even, we even read that in Hebrews chapter 1 two weeks ago, that the scepter of his kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. So in order for us to be that ambassador, we are to go forth into the world and compelling people who have not been reconciled to Christ that they should. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, And your life should be the reason why that they make that decision because they see it in you. Right, and gonna have to be him, how we believe, has,
1: not what you say, yeah.
0: Exactly. Not only, he first of all gave you the ministry of reconciliation, and then he put on the inside of you the word of reconciliation, and there should be not anything coming out of your mouth that's not coming out of your heart. And there should not be anything that's coming out of your mouth, through your heart, that you are not acting upon. mm. So we we talk about we're talking about today being being that representative that ambassador. They talk about just like when when, the, uh, when ambassadors for the United States go all around the world and they take different places, they they take with them what what our country stands for: liberty and freedom, freedom. Those are those who are in the driving forces that they talk they talk about. It. They talk about democracy every time they, they go there. That's what those ambassadors do when they go into those source. What they're doing. They're representing what the United States stands for. So that's what that's what we are. That's what we are. That's what Paul that's what Paul is compelling the readers here in not only at the church at Corinth but also at the church in whatever city you are. He <laughs> says that he's he's imploring us. And he says that we he said and because we have the ministry and the word of reconciliation, he said we are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representatives. We have been authorized to represent him. Why have we been authorized to represent him? Oh, it it's us. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because, because it's on the inside of us. <laughs> and but I, I, but I but I like how I like how he I wanna read it again, I just like how I can I can feel his appeal every time I read this verse. Hmm. And he said we are there we are therefore because of what he just talked about. We are Christ's ambassadors. He said, as though God were making His appeal to us. So think about that, Loretta. When you when you're out there and and you know you walked upon somebody and you and you know they they don't have any peace. And and one one thing in the kingdom of God is peace.
1: Mhm.
0: He said, for when you're talking to that person or you're ministering to that person. He said, it should be as though God Himself was making that appeal through you. Then mm. yeah, he says, "We implore you, almost, <laughs> well, of fact, we we almost begging you, on Christ be, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God." Mm-hmm. Now. What is the need for reconciliation? Most people would ask, "Well, why does God need to be reconciled to God?" Well, the word reconciled means to to bring back into harmony, or to bring back, or to bring back into friendship. To bring back into harmony or to bring back into friendship. So, so because of what Adam did. In the garden, and we know what Adam did. Adam what? One word. Adam sinned. Sinned.
1: hmm.
0: Adam sinned, and and that's what caused the disharmony, and then the eyes of God, caused him to be become an alien. I am not. I, I don't want to use the word enemy because it's, it's it's too it's too strong. But he was alienated from the presence of God, even to the point that he was driven out of the garden. And at the and at the entrance of the garden, he says he put there an angel with a flaming sort of fire to keep him from coming back into it. So mm. we were we. So, See, that's something I never so, heard
1: before, Michael. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I never, I, I, I'm sure it is because you wouldn't have said it. I know without a doubt you wouldn't have said it if you had you couldn't back it up. But I had never heard that before, and I and I've been going to church. I know my earliest memories is four or five years old, but I've never heard that an angel was put at the entrance of the garden after they were put out with a flaming fire. Uh, I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have wow. to since I since I since I've opened it up, I'm gonna have to. I'm not to show it to you, If you don't,
1: I sure will. I'm going to look for that. Not because I don't believe you, but because I want to, uh-huh, want to uh-huh. know, you know, where it becomes, where it was that I didn't see it. Wow, that's so deep and profound for me. Because I never thought about it. That You know, why didn't they just go back? Because I would have never tried to go back because when I got in trouble, I took it serious. <laughs> so well, it's, it, is, it, is, it, is,
0: it is actually found in Galatians 3 and 24. Well, for verse 23, and I'm reading it from the uh, NIV. And it says, so the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Because you got to think, if, if Adam had a gotten back into the garden and ate from the tree of life, guess what? He would
1: have lived forever. No, oh, the whole the whole thing would have changed. Everything would have changed. The whole thing. I mean, the whole history of the world and you know would have changed. So it's, it's Galatians what, Michael? Oh, Genesis, Genesis three. I'm
0: sorry, oh, Genesis. Genesis three.
1: Yeah, because I'm yeah, like yeah, you know it, it could have been you know I thought maybe some you know Paul was you know re re rephrasing what was happening in Genesis because we know all that took place in Genesis. But okay, Genesis three.
0: Yes. Genesis three and
1: twenty three. Mm. Wow, I cannot believe how I missed that. And I've read so, the Bible many times, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. Oh, but I missed that.
0: So, but so, so, but, 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 as we saw, God always has a remnant. He always has a plan. He, from that moment, he had a plan. To restore the fellowship that man once had with him. You have to think God came down in the cool of the day and he walked with Adam and Eve. He he fellowship. He was a friend. And and he gave him one commandment. He said, All of the trees you see in the garden you can eat from. He said, but if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, the day that you eat there, you shall surely die. And Adam chose to disobey God. And when he disobeyed God, I mean, he sinned against God. And God doesn't, and I don't care what church you go to or who you listen to or what Bible you read, God does not tolerate sin. And I know that's a very unpopular message in this day and time. And they like to say, no, God is a God of tolerance. Yeah, I know that tolerance is not the right word. He's long-suffering because he's not willing that any man should perish. But God doesn't tolerate sin. God has the blood of Jesus to atone for man's sin. So just because he doesn't break forth on it, that means that does let you know another attribute of his love, which is called long suffering. It's in, it's in operation
1: Ooh. because
0: because you don't you don't want to get to the point when you're in that state of sin. For his righteousness, which is another attribute of his love, breaks forth on you. Because when righteousness breaks forth on sin, then guess what? You have to be judged. Mm. So God wants us to be representatives, and, and, and you can be that faithful representative when you know who you are. You know who your father is When you know who you're representing So it lets you know that you're not representing yourself The, the, the mere fact that says I'm representing That you know that I'm not coming In our own stead I'm coming on behalf of someone else As a representative Hmm
1: Right, and everything you do is a reflection of whoever you're representing. Yep. So if like exactly. you work for yep. a company and yes. you go out there and you do really well, then they think, hey, that's a great company. But if you go out and you're representing a company, your company, and you do something, you know, illegal or something that people frowned upon, you maybe you cheated somebody or there was a discrepancy and it turned out really bad, then people are going to say, well, you know what, wow, that business must be bad or that owner must be bad. And so the same thing with us being ambassadors of Christ, whatever, we do is a reflection of him to other people, not to him from him, but other people see that. Well, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. That's you know, that's how they do. So, yeah. and people are judged by that. They they love God or hate God or, oh, or say He exists or don't exist because of what we do in this earth realm, not because of Him, but yes. because what we do as Christians. So, I, I that makes a lot of sense, and we have to look at it, simplified like that.
0: So you never want to be accused, when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you never want to be accused or judged of Christ that you misrepresented him. Mm-mm. You went out and you told people you were Christian, but all they saw in your life was blatant sin. That's a total misrepresentation of God. You are not an ambassador. You're a traitor. Because you are because because you are not representing the true character of the one who authorized you to go out there to represent him. As you said, if 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 I'm going out there and I'm I'm representing a company, this company sends me to a conference and some of their core values the core values of this company is, you know, great customer service, you know, the customer first, um, high integrity and and then you at the booth and you you drunk and you carousing and, and and you know the company has high morals and high standards you know and and you doing something totally different from <laughs> to what that company stands for. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it's shedding a bad light on the company. In other words, the company is being misrepresented, misrepresented. You are you are you are representing the company in a bad light. The company already already has a true nature to it, and 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 that's what happens. That's what happens when we live lives of hypocrisy, when we live lives of blatant sin, when we live lives of unforgiveness. Everything that is opposed to the kingdom. Those are the things that people who are not in the kingdom are going to remember about the kingdom. They're going to remember you. They're going to remember. And I and I never want to be the one that somebody stands for God and says that, you know, well, I didn't I didn't become a Christian because I I worked around a bunch of them. They were nothing but hypocrites. And then that reference is being made to me, especially if it's truth.
1: <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. So so, 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 so that's how we have to think as representatives of God. You don't want anybody to to come in and say to stand before God and say, "Well, you know, I, I know I had an opportunity to repent, Lord," and they're just standing at the at the, at the judgment seat, you know, about to be judged eternally, whether they're going to go to heaven or where they're going to go to hell, and. And the decided factor why that person is not in the kingdom because one of his so called Christians, one of his so called representatives, misrepresented him to this person. I wonder what God would do in that situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think God would give that person another chance? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm not giving to you, Jeff. Here. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> no, knowing That's the true nature of Knowing knowing the true nature of my father, you know something? I believe God will allow that man to come back into his body in the earth and give him another chance. And and I firmly believe that's what happened to a lot of people when they have that when they say they they have these near death they have these death experience, they go to the light and they hear this voice and all of a sudden they're back in their bodies. Yeah, I believe God. I believe God's given an opportunity to get it right.
1: Mm, that's what I call a second chance for real.
0: And oh, and, and yeah, you hear stories about that, it, but I, it, it's just a question. It's a it's a rhetorical question. It's not it's nothing. I can just take you to scripture, and He hasn't revealed it to me. It's just how thought about that. But since we're talking, in, since we're talking in the vein of being representative. And that's one thing that we have to be very cognizant of, Loretta, as we label or we identify ourselves as Christians is that we don't want to misrepresent the one who authorized us to, to represent him, to represent his character, his standards, his morals.
1: And that's why it's so important to learn, to read, to study for yourself. Um listen, You can't say. To teach is
0: with
1: Michael. <laughs> you know, please. I'm telling because it has truly helped me. Now, it doesn't replace my going to church and my membership at Hope Presbyterian. It doesn't replace my teaching what I get there. It's just an enhancement. Exactly. It adds to it. It's extra. Yes, it does. It's extra it adds stuff. It's value. more time spending the word. Definitely, it adds value to what I'm already doing because just that Sunday is not enough. Even and I even have my quiet time studying every day, every morning. I do that. I I study God's word. Well, sometimes I I have to say I just read His word. I'm not really studying. I'm reading to say I read it because it's important to me to read to spend the time in God's word. And then there are some times when I do study, but I think this is studying, like we're not just reading the word, we're not just sharing the word, we're going in deep, we're making sense of it. We are applying it to everyday situations. We are reaching back to past teachings and, and making it make more sense. So that's what you call study yeah. when there's dialogue, when there's, oh, I didn't know that, but now I do. But if you're just reading Reading the word is good, too. I'm not saying it's not. You should read it because it'll get down on the inside, and you can re- when you hear a verse, you can refer, "Oh, I read that, and so we're just helping you to understand what these verses mean, where they're found, what it means to us today um so that's what I really love about the show. It's not a replacement where we you have to you should definitely belong to a church and spend time there going and worship with like minded individuals, but this is like an additive, an enhancement, something extra. Yeah,
0: so, this is solidifies.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of times, like I said, it I, it helps me because I like this scripture today about the the cherubim, you know, with the flaming sword. I've read Genesis a thousand times. Well, not a thousand, but many, many times. I've heard it a thousand <laughs> times, but I never never grabbed onto that. That Adam he had to do this so Adam wouldn't go back and and take from the tree of life because if he did and yes. and God says he'll be like one of us again yes. telling you that the Trinity existed then that yes. Jesus was yes. there it it you know so and I learned all of that today by listening to Michael and participating in the, um, dialogue this conversation this radio show so
0: wow that's huge. And you know something I was sitting here, I said, Wow, it's amazing. I said, I said this I think I probably set a record. I said, because i I actually have not gone away from this uh this uh chapter that we're in. Well, I went to Genesis. But it, but you know something that I was talking about, Lord, what is another example of someone not being a faithful representative? Then of course immediately he, he brought to my uh my remembrance about the story of Gehazi. You remember uh, Gehazi? The mm-hmm. was the uh the was was a uh, was a servant of the of the of the prophet Elisha, and uh, Naaman no not Elisha Elijah Naaman came Naaman came to him Naaman was a Syrian and Naaman's servant sent sent him sent her to the prophet to be healed. He said, there was a prophet there that I used, I know that you can go and be healed of this leprosy. And then when so he got his his entourage together and they went to the prophet's house. When he got there, when he got there the, the prophet sent them. the prophet didn't come out himself. He sent the servant out and told him to go dip himself in the Jordan seven times. Well of course Naaman was angry because because he sent a representative <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of himself to to answer them. And then Naaman's sir said, Well, you know, now if if you told you to do something grand and you come all this way for so which you have not done it mm-hmm. he said, you know, in other words, what do you have to lose? So of course Naaman went and he did it seven times on the seventh time when he came up his skin was new as baby skin as as the uh Servant said, so he he went back to the man of God, the prophet, and said, "Well, no, what can I do for you?" Prophet said, "Nothing, there's nothing you can do," and sent him on his way. Where Gehazi, his representative, ran behind them and said, uh, "My master changed his mind. He wants a change of clothes." and some other stuff to go along with it where he, he would receive the gift of him. He he misrepresented. Mm-hmm. He misrepresented the prophet. Well he he wasn't authorized to go out there to do that. Well when he got back the prophet asked him, Where have you been? He said, I haven't been nowhere. He said, Yes you did because when you when, when you went my heart went with you. Mm-hmm. He said now he said now the leprosy that was on Haman, it would now be on you and not on you but also your descendants. Ooh. So it's a it's a so it's a bad thing to go out there and misrepresent. That's why God said that anybody that adds to my word to take away from my word, he said they are cursed.
1: Ooh, and and just for a reference, um, my God, just for, for people that are listening, um, because you know, you know, you know this word. I promise you know it. And I had heard of, and I'd read that story in Second Kings about Elijah's, um servant and the naming. You know, because I, I love that when he we again, it was so simple that he didn't believe it was gonna work. And so we, I kind of lost that this key part. This. Uh, Elijah's servant Gehazi, and it's G-E-H-I-Z-I. G-E-I. I googled it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what'd you say, Michael?
0: I was gonna announce the takeoff in technology. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. So, so if you want to look at it, and you're like, okay, I don't remember that, but it it is Gehazi, and it's G as in George, E-H-I-Z-I, and there's even a Wikipedia on it. But um, if you just go to um, Second Kings, you will find the story of Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said to himself. My master was too easy on Naaman, just a Ar- ramian by not accepting him from what he said. And then he does. He misrepresent him. Because he, he, people knew who he was. You know, people knew who he was. So when he went back, of course you're going to think Elijah changed his mind and said, hey, I changed my mind. I do want you to give me this silver and these garments. And again, just like we were using the analogy about working for a company and going to do something, it was it was um, it was a reflection on the company. So this is a reflection on Elisha when his servant did that. Oh, Michael, that is an awesome analogy. That is straight from the Bible. <laughs> our misrepresentation of you know to bring our story to light for everybody. You can just read the prophet Elijah's servant in Second Kings about the fifth chapter.
0: So, so, so that that's true. why God really put apart my heart to really to do this series uh, about righteousness, refining, and representation.
1: And of course,
0: the 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 sub that's the sub I guess the, the topic of that comes back to the basics, the three R's. Mhm. And those are three R's that He gave me to to give to His people. And and when I minister, I I, I minister to God's people. That's who I'm called to. I'm called. To the of Christ. I'm called to the kingdom. Now, it's not say so that I don't I don't witness the people when it's when that time that time comes, but he is he is he is given he is given me the ministry, of a fivefold minister, and 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 I walk in the office of prophet, as I have said it so many times before. So he's so one of my main job assignments is that I should be edifying. Of building up the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry that is that is one of my major job assignments as a minister of the gospel and that is and that is my purpose my goal is to do it to the best of my ability and my and my and my ultimate goal is to do it where it totally pleases one who called me to do it and I, and I want to be that faithful representative. I don't I I don't ever want to be named as someone that was a hindrance to a saint or to a sinner because of my conduct or something that they seen that I do. So that's it's 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 one of the things that's a part of me and that's why I'm almost like compelling those who are listening today that they do it. And 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 people are gonna talk about you, they're gonna no, they gonna say you think you all this and you ain't you you think you holier than thou and all that. You you need to deflect and deflect that like someone throwing a ball on the wall. Don't let that faze mm-hmm. you one bit. That's just persecution. that's something that you have to suffer as if a Christian, is persecution. And you just go on and say, No, the Bible expects me. To live a life of righteousness It doesn't mean that I'm better than someone. It does mean that I have accepted the righteousness of God when He extended it to me. When He, when He took my sins, He gave me His righteousness.
1: Yeah.
0: And man, that was an uneven exchange, and I'm not going to throw it back in His face. <laughs> so, so. So you have to, and it's so many ways you can look at it, and that's what I'm trying to give you so many ways to look at it. Don't let no one call you down from your position of righteousness. Don't let no one call you down from your position of holiness. Don't you let no one call you down from your position of righteousness. There's nothing wrong with reaching down to help someone up to where you are. Or you want to go down momentarily to bring them out, but you don't go down down to where they are to fellowship with them, just to appease them. You don't come down right. from your walk. You don't come down from your walk in order to pacify or to appease them, or to show them that you know I'm, I'm still wanting the girls, I'm still wanting the boys. No,
1: <laughs>
0: no, you're not. You are now God's representative, and He don't want you to misrepresent Him.
1: That's right, and um, our my pastor, um, Pastor Craig, he was, we were teaching on Nehemiah, and one thing that he said that I, again, I, I love the story of Nehemiah when he goes back and rebuild the wall, he goes back, you know, oh, to his he, yeah. and he, and you know how the people tried to get him to come down, they were making all these stories, yeah. the king wants you, he wants you, and, and, and Nehemiah was like, and, and this is, so what I've used now when people try to say, Loretta, well, why don't you do this? Or you should do this in addition to that. When people are trying to get you off purpose, off what God has told you to do, this is the perfect word. And Nehemiah said, I can't come down. There's, I got work to do. <laughs> and I love that. So when you're studying and people say, well, you don't come do this, you really Simple. told them, I can't come down. I got work to do, a good work
0: to wow. do. Wow. I, I, I love the simplicity of the word of God. I can't come down. I got work to do. He didn't, have to, he didn't mm-hmm. give you a discourse. He gave you one simple phrase. And if you can't understand that, <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't understand that, I love this. That's why he said he uses the simple things to confound. Oh, our wisdom, man. We just think it's got to be grand and big and fireworks and lights and cameras and actions When sometimes it's just a little simple word that no, baby, God really loves you, and He don't want you to live yes. like that. And, and, and you have to be led by His Spirit, because he, he 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 knows He knows uh, nobody comes unto Him unless He draws them, and that's what that's what Jesus says they don't only unless I've drawn them. That's that's right. And I want to tell
1: people where that's found. Um, You know, when we quote, I like to go back and find it. And what I was just quoting about, I got a good work, I can't come down, I got a good work, that's Nehemiah 6. And so um, there are many different translations in there, but if you go to Nehemiah 6 and where he says, so I sent, sent messages to them with this reply, I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot go down. Why should the work Stop while I leave it and go down to you. <laughs> and another Helpful. translation says, "So I reply by sending this message to them. I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Oh, I love it! I love it. Tell them Nehemiah. I
0: like that. I mean, be them. I, you I love
1: Nehemiah. <laughs> yeah, I would use did You say? Oh yeah, yes yeah. Please do. I you. Told- Mhm. Yeah, I use it now, like when People try to tell. Well, Loretta, maybe you should do this, or maybe you should. do that. So I can't come down. I gotta go. I'm doing a good work. I'm doing a good work. Oh, I right, know what good I'm doing a good work. Mhm. Why should I stop this
0: great work just to come down to meet with to you? So you
1: Uh huh. Exactly.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. So no, and and so 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 if if. If you have not listened to all three, got to listen to all three because they all tie in together. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. They, they're all tied together, the righteousness, the refinement, the representation. They yeah. they all tie together. They're, they're just some basic tools or basic reminders that, that God is using me to talk to his people to say, okay, let's, let's just get back to the simple Things of life, something that people can understand, and one of the simple things of life is that is that I have stopped the sinning. Forget about that old saying. Can't nobody judge me. God is my judge. Yes, He is your
1: judge. (laughs) Exactly.
0: He's your He's your ultimate judge. (laughs) and you you, you to make sure that you got your your act together when he comes to judge you, and that's what I let him know. So I'm I'm here to help you get your act together. I'm I'm here to help you get your act together.
1: That's right. To help you grow spiritually, spiritually, to help you learn and become more of who God created you to be, because He's going to perfect us. So when He comes back, we we are ready. And so that's what this is all about. And and I feel like you know, and, and not to belittle any other prophets, but Michael is like my Elijah, and I hope to, to be equipped to be similar to what Elijah was, Elijah, and that's just by continuing the good news, being in place, yes. being just yes. unapologetically bold and audacious when it comes to living um, the life um, that pleases God, so that's, that's what we do here on Tuesday, so um, hopefully you guys will continue to listen, and learn and, and hopefully you're better for having tuned in with us on these Tuesdays. Tell your family and friends to listen to us. We love to hear your feedback. Um Michael's email address is gloryapp at A O L dot com. Mine's Loretta at Loretta dot com. And of course you can find us on Facebook all day long. You can leave us a message. We are available to you. We want to answer your questions. If you have any concerns about something we said, maybe you didn't get it or um Michael's available to explain it to you. He does that through Discipleship International. If you email him, you can ask him more about that. But he is equipping the saints. That's what he said. His call is oh, yeah, the email, already.
0: E- email, also text, email, LinkedIn. Someone asked to send me a question through LinkedIn on, uh, on last week, and I answered a question for her. So it's, I'm going to go wherever you can find me. I can help.
1: That's right. He, he he, Yeah, he is a man of his word, and he, he said that he can bag it up. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'll everybody. Thank you nice Thanks so much. And he does respond. He will definitely respond. If not, call me, but I know he will. As always, everybody, we're so happy that you listen. and my new saying now is accept, um, embrace your power, walk in person, and live passionately with we'll Harkis.